Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, you see the caption, you see the title. Big Game Boomer has predicted NC State to be in the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you why I need to drop a Lee Corso not so fast, my friend. But also the fact that there are many paths to where NC State could get this job done. We're going to discuss all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, before we get into uh, anything else, I want to show you all the the tier list that he dropped here. Um, as you can see, this is big game boom for Twitter here. And here's the uh, tier list that they dropped on Twitter. Um, has Alabama, us, Ohio State, Utah in the top tier. Uh, the very interesting thing here is the next uh, the next ACC team you see is Wake Forest in tier two. And then you'd have to go all the way down to tier three where you've got uh, just Pitt, I believe. Oh, Pitt and Clemson. I'm sorry, Pitt, Clemson, Miami, all in there. And then after that, uh, all the rest of the ACC teams fall in tier four, tier five. Oh, I just realized that this was in your way, so let me clear that out so you can see tier six teams in there as well, all right? So those are – this is what um, I'm basing this off of, and this is what I'm going to be talking about today, okay? Now, with this being said, there's a lot of talk about uh, is is this NC State team this good? Are they overrated? Is this – is this what is this? Is this a repeat of of UNC last year? I've already talked about why this isn't a, a repeat of UNC last year, but there is there is certain things that concern me a little bit about two things here. Number one, Big Game Boomer did not account for the fact that there have been multiple times where multiple teams from the same conference have made it. So let's let's take a second and take that into consideration. Let's take a second and, and take that into consideration because if multiple teams from the same conference make it, then what happens? One team from a power five does not. And then we can have the situation that we had last year where two teams from the same conference, same power five conference make it, Alabama, Georgia, and a group of five makes it. Now you've got Cincinnati in the mix. So you're looking at a, a very, very different situation than what you were originally anticipating, simply because uh, the rest of the rest of the conferences did not have teams that folks felt like belonged there. And I'm not saying they got it wrong. I'm not saying that leaving Pitt out was just a, a horrible monstrosity to college football that nobody uh, will ever live down. And uh, I want to say same with Utah. I believe Utah won uh, the Pac-12 last year. So same with them. It, it Baylor, same deal. There was no real question about, oh, my God, do they belong? So now, with that being said, the question becomes, is there a way that NC State does not, um, does not get here but wins the conference, okay? We saw it with Pitt. It's possible. A one-loss ACC team that is not named the Clemson Tigers has a very, very 
tough uphill battle to get into the playoff. A two-loss ACC team not named Clemson, you can tuck your tail between your legs and kiss your tail goodbye because that's it's over. It's over at that point. So the question is, can NC State uh, do the job that needs to be done? Can this NC State team do enough to run the table in a, in a way that is going to uh, going to have see us have potentially one loss no more? It's very possible. It's very, very doable with this schedule. It's very doable. The only game that I'm seeing on our schedule that this team will not be favored in, that I am, I would be shocked, or not shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were underdogs in, you've got to go to Clemson on the road. That's it. That's it. Eastern Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, UConn. I'm not saying to, you know, I'm not saying that these are bad teams. I'm saying if if this team losing to any of those teams is not going to be like us losing to Mississippi State last year, which, by the way, was a game that we didn't that Mississippi State didn't win. We lost it. We gave that game. We did everything we could to give that game to Mississippi State. So with that being said, I think that that Mississippi State team is better than any of these four teams that we're playing coming in. I think they're better than any of these four teams that we have in our non-conference. And then you open up conference play with Clemson after playing UConn. I don't, I think we should be undefeated going into that game. That'll obviously be the toughest test of the season so far. And honestly, honestly and truly, it has been a a very, very uh, long while since we beat Clemson twice. Last time we beat Clemson two times in a row was in 2002 and 2003. That was the last time that we did it. Ever since then, it has been a string of dominance by Clemson. And when we do pull off a win, it is few and far between. When we do get one, they go on to win the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever crazy amount there is after that. So uh, that game is going to be tough. That game is not going to be easy. This is not going to be the same Clemson team we played last year, and this is going to be a pissed-off Clemson team, and we're going to Death Valley. And at that point in the season, that's still going to be a very, very confident Clemson team. If we're looking at what Clemson is going into that game, we're looking at a team that I believe that their out-of-conference is fairly uh, light as well, so I don't think that they'll be looking at too much of a a situation where you're like, oh, man, this team, there's – they're going to uh, be battered and bruised and beaten coming in. That's not going to be the case. That's not going to be the case. They got Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech, and Wake Forest is going to be a tough game there. Wake Forest is going to be a tough game. That's going to be a real interesting one to see. But then you go into the territory of is it better to be battle-tested or is it better to uh, have the confidence up and, and have be a team that has smacked the wheels off of some lesser opponents? So – that game is going to be tough. That game is going to be um, a, a game in which we might not be favored. But every other game, every single other game on this NC State schedule, I do not see a reason why we should lose these games. I do not. I do not. And if this team walks out of this regular season with two losses, I'm concerned. I'm a little concerned. Anything Three or more, this team fell flat. This team for sure fell flat. 
So when you talk about what that looks like and what that is as far as uh, what you're expecting out of this team, I'm saying that to say this team has a shot at the playoff. It's a real possibility. It's a real possibility, but we have to take care of the things that we have to take care of first. It can't be, like I said, Boomer can put the cart before the horse because they are not responsible for playing here. They're not responsible for doing anything of great substance here. That is not how this works. That is not, nor will it ever be how this works. They get to go on about their life and and do whatever they need to do. It's not a big deal to them that this team doesn't fall flat. It just isn't. So with that in mind, this NC State team needs to figure it out. This NC State team needs to take it personally and say, you know what? We're not going to be the NC State teams of old. We're not going to be the team that has the quote-unquote NC State stuff that takes us up. We're not going to be that team. Because at the end of the day, if we do turn out to be that team, well, then we, we've we seen what we'll get. We've seen it. We've seen it. We'll have another team where we'll say, oh, man, we were so close. We were so close. We were right there. That should have been our year. There is no woulda, shoulda, coulda with this schedule. There is none. Again, we get a very favorable schedule in that we avoid some teams that I think are could be uh, problematic, could be challengers for the crown this year. We avoid some of the Atlantic teams that could be really, really good this year. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, And, and it's, it's tough to say that when you have uh, the defending conference champs and whatnot on the schedule, but that's a defending conference champ that could be losing a first-round draft pick quarterback and the Belinda Call winning receiver in one fell swoop. So there's, there's, to me, there it's pliable. It's pliable. It's possible. But again, the cart can't be can't be put near. I mean, can't be put in front of the horse. We this team just has to keep their head down, keep grinding as if they're that team that Vegas said was uh, the under overall net wins was like four and a half or five and a half or something like that. This team has to keep grinding like that. They have to keep preparing like we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to win these games, and that's. I mean, can you can you imagine it? Can you see it? Can you see can you see how crazy it would get in Raleigh if things were to pan out that way? Just just close your eyes and imagine that for a second, right? That would be absolute pandemonium and beauty to see. And again, I'm not saying that there's no chance that this team does, but how does this team go about it? Because at the end of the day, I think that we're better than every team on our schedule. I think we're head and shoulders better than every team on our schedule except Clemson. And with that being said, we have to go out and show it now. That's that's what this is about. Have to go out and show it. That's all. That's all there is to this. That's all there is to it. It's fairly simple. Much like Built Bar. Built Bar is simple because it tastes delicious and it's amazing and it's it's just such a great treat for you. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then open your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a Built Bar birthday cake puff from Built. Just, I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now. We can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So go get them today. Go get them while they're still available, all right? Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. These things have taken uh, just such a delicious experience and, and rolled a, a, a like a birthday cake type deal into a bar. And they met, they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. 
Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. So the other part of this is what would have to happen around the country for NC State to get in. I think, I, and I'm, I think that Boomer is incorrect in predicting that two SEC teams won't get back because that Georgia team lost a ton on defense. Sure, sure, but it's not just about Georgia. If Alabama runs the table, and I think that everybody, a team bringing back Bryce Young and Will Anderson, two guys that are probably going to be top ten picks next year, uh, a team bringing those two back, if they run the table, they're going to get in. If a te- if an SEC team is a one loss team. If any SEC team is a one-loss team, their only loss or two-loss team, and their only two losses come in Alabama, they'll probably get into. They'll probably get into. Whatever is going on in the Pac-12, that's that's a pretty interesting deal. I he had Ohio State in, so I think that I I can agree. I think Ohio State is is going to get there. Um, Michigan beat them last year, and and their their quarterback said all we know is beating Ohio State, so we're going to try to keep that going. We'll see. We'll see if they can keep that going, but. I've got a sneaky suspicion that uh, that that won't be too long lived. But with that being said, this is a a process going forward of what does this NC State team do? Who are they uh, in this next year? Because again, the idea is how do what is the path to getting in? More important than anything else, what is the path to getting in? If you're talking about group of five teams, and you say, well, what group of five team could sneak in? and take away one of these team spots. That's not even as important as who's going to be the team out of the Pac-12. Who's going to be the team out of the Big 12? Because those two champions, how the quality of those two champions is, is going to make a lot of difference here. And while everybody, while Paul Feinbaum wants to say, oh, the ACC is a diminished league and, and they're down in the depths and they're struggling and, and they're below, I'll tell you this much. Oklahoma was the crown jewel of the Big 12. The crown jewel of the Big 12. Number one, they're about to go to the SEC. Number two, the crown jewel of the Big 12 is going to have a first-time head coach at the helm. A first-time head coach that is not just a situation where, like Lincoln Riley got the job because he was there already. He was trusted. It was not a big adjustment. It wasn't like a guy who was not and don't get me wrong, I know Brent Venables has been there. He spent a lot of time in Norman before he came to Cleveland. This is not a situation where it's a transition of power from a guy who's already there, already in the program, already doing the recruiting, going to um, a, a, a coordinator to a head coach. It's going from a guy who is, has not been in the program in eight, nine years, coming back. To, to do that. So we'll see what that looks like, especially what that looks like while the top two quarterbacks in the, uh, in the QB room are gone. Spencer Rattlers at South Carolina. Now um, the, the other gentleman I want to say is Williams is out at USC follow Lincoln Riley. So that's an interesting thing because we know Texas is going to be back for all of three weeks. What is Baylor going to look like? Is, is Baylor going to be uh, the same team or better than they were last year, which is a very interesting question to pose with. I think they lost some good pieces. I don't think they lost a ton to where it's like they're going to be drastically worse. But with that being said, is not getting worse enough to stay on top of that uh, Big 12 and to potentially run the table in that Big 12. 
questions that need to be asked. Out West, what do we got going on in the in the Pac-12? Who's the team? Who's the team? Did Lincoln Riley assemble a team at USC in a year that is going to be, or not even a year, in an offseason that is going to go from uh, barely fighting for bowl contention or not bowl eligible all the way up to a playoff team in a year? Who knows? Who knows? Will the Big Ten be at the conference that's competing to have two teams in? Because I could see a world where um, I could see a world where there are two Big Ten teams competing to get in. But again, with that being said, all of these contingencies, all of these things that have to go right for NC State, the most important thing is we're talking about an entire season here. So we're talking about this is not, oh, we need help going in. No, we're a power five school. Undefeated power five, you're going, period. Period. There's no way that you keep an undefeated power five out. There's no way. So let's start with that as the basis of this thing. NC State controls its own destiny. That's the reality. That's the reality. Who do we want to be? Who do we decide to be as a team? Who do we decide to be as a team? Because there's no thought in my head. There's no thought in my mind about, hmm, if this team only has one loss or if this team is undefeated, do they miss the playoff? Do they miss it? I mean, if if we're going that route, if we're going that route, since the creation, since the creation of the college football playoff, there has only been, I want to say, um, there has only been one, two, three. There's only been three one-loss conference champions to not get in. Three. That's it. That's it. And even of those three, I mean, ooh, that Ohio State team definitely had a, a claim to why they should have been there in 2018, 2019. Uh, TCU and Baylor, I mean, they're, they were co-champions. It's kind of hard to put a co-champion in, especially when you've got an undefeated Florida State who's coming off a national championship, a one-loss Oregon, a one-loss Alabama, and a one-loss Ohio State. That's, that's a tough deal. That's a tough. It worked out that the way that everybody was a one-loss team there, and mm, those were some darn good teams there. So that's the reality that you're looking at there. But again, two of the uh, one-loss teams that didn't get in came in a year where we had one undefeated out of ACC, one one-loss out of Pac-12, one one-loss out of um, out of SEC, one one-loss out of Big Ten. That it's it hasn't happened since. Every other time. Let's not even talk about undefeated because there hasn't been a single undefeated. There hasn't been a single state. The pressure's on you. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? The question is not the question is not a question of uh, what type of team is this going to be. The question is not a, a question of what help are we going to need. Or I'm sorry, the question is of what type of team we're going to be. It's not a uh, what help we need to get in. We're not a group of five. With all due respect to Cincinnati, with all due respect to UCF, with all due respect uh, to uh, Memphis back when they were rolling, any really, Boise State, any really, really high level uh, group of five team. NC State is not that. NC State is not that. Even when a group of five team is undefeated, they need help. 
Now, if we're talking about undefeated group of fives that have been kept out, we've got multiple of those. You've got You got UCF in 2018, 2019. You got uh, you got Cincinnati in 2020, San Jose State in 2020. Uh, you've got a lot of teams. If you're talking about but with that being said, with that being said. There's no excuses if at the end of the season we don't prove Big Game Boomer correct. There's no excuses. Bet online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing. But I just want to make a, a few things clear again. Do I think that Big Game Boomer is nuts for saying NC State's getting to the playoffs? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's a crazy, uh, outlandish leap or reach of any sort. But I would say that if you're if you are an NC State player or coach, I want you to take a page out of Nick Saban's book that is rat poison to you. That is rat poison. You don't need to see it. You don't need to read about it. You don't need to believe it. You ain't won jack squat diddly yet. So you've got to go out and prove and earn and scrap and claw and fight. Because again, no undefeated power five has ever missed. So it's your job to go do that. You have the, you hold all the cards in that regard. Let's see what you go do with it. Thank you all so very much for coming out Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. As always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 